It's your boy, S. Foster, back for another episode of 28 Minutes or Less. And this is episode 91 of the podcast. And today, I actually have two subject matters today. Um, I wasn't going to do the second one, but it's so much of a huge topic, and I do have things I want to say about it. It was something that I would usually tackle on the Stolen Time podcast that I did with my guy, Uncle Washington. You know, rest in peace to him. Love my guy. It's that second topic is going to be Roe versus Wade. It's too big of a topic to to ignore. I have really haven't touched a lot of social justice type of things, especially when it comes to this podcast. It might be maybe one or two episodes, possibly three where I kind of really dug into something like this um, because that avenue of where I use that type stuff with, it was always a Stolen Time podcast. And if you are a fan of this podcast, you know that I have ended that podcast um, when my guy passed away. So those episodes still out there. Um, If you would like, you can go back to the archives, man. We did, if I'm not mistaken, 214 episodes over there. So you can go check that out at any time. So, but... My main and first focus and first subject matter that I'm going to tackle today is the third season of Umbrella Academy. All right. So if you go back all the way back to episode 18, I did. I gave a brief. Well, I don't remember how long it was, so I'm pretty sure it was brief, though. I gave a brief little synopsis of the first season. But I primarily talked about the second season because the second season, um, what was great about it for me was I am a guy that goes deep down in a, uh, a wormhole when it comes to JFK and the assassination of John F. Kennedy. And that's what I ended up doing with the second season of the Umbrella Academy is they basically went back in the time that first of all, they had to save the world. That's number one. But the second thing was they wanted to try to prevent the assassination of JFK and they briefly touched on it when it comes to the third season, which I get to once I really start getting into it. But I thought that that was really, really dope that they did that because they they went off the the um, the grassy knoll theory, in which there is a Hulu show called Oh man, what is it? I think it's Eleven. It's the date of the assassination. It was like 11 something, 63. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was a show that had James Franco in it. And like, he would go into like the restaurant that he worked at, the owner found a way to go back in the time through his freezer, <laughs> which was crazy. Like the freezer in a restaurant. And like, he went back and James Franco went back and he tried to prevent the whole assassination of JFK and like seeing what life would have been like if JFK that was assassinated. Well, I bring that up because the whole theory of things that could have possibly have been done if JFK that was assassinated. Some people feel, you know, things would have been a little better. So what the tricky thing with that is if the voters' right of 64 and the civil rights of 65, what that would have happened. That is the one thing of like, okay, now MLK was on his ass, but JFK kept pushing it off. Like he never really put forth that, he put forth effort. I'm not going to sit here and say that he didn't put forth effort. Remember, I did that podcast on Ghost of Old Miss. And JFK was the, the main person pushing to get James Meredith into the University of Mississippi. So it's just that it's interesting to think if that would have happened, if he would have signed those two bills, because people have to remember, Lyndon B. Johnson was the one who actually signed off on those bills. So it's just interesting 
to think like if he was never assassinated, if those bills would have been passed or would they would not. But that's a whole other thing. I went off subject. So when it comes to the third season, what I love about it the most is the fact that they started it exactly where they left off at. So they ended up popping back into the house that they grew up in, really the only house that they really knew. Um, and there's another family there, Sparrow family. And so they are dealing with, well, the Umbrella Academy is dealing with the things that they, when they went back and they changed things, now they're dealing with the fact of like, yo, because of the things that we changed and we done differently, we really fucked up the timeline. So when we came back, we don't exist as the same people that we were. And when it comes to a person like Allison, right? Allison was really like, I'm seeing memes about her. Like she was the most annoying person in this whole season. And I have to agree with the memes. Um, Allison really got on my nerves this year. Well, this season. and But she, you also have to consider what Allison was dealing with. So when Allison went to do the mission, she left her daughter and her husband, right? So she goes do the mission, come to find out she ended up marrying this guy back in the future. Not, not in the future, but back in the past. So she builds this relationship with this guy back in the 60s and she like completely fell in love with this guy but not only that Allison had to really deal with racism in a different completely type of way like she really never had to deal with racism like she knew she was black but she didn't know she was black until she went back to 1963 and started working with the black community I can't remember if it was I don't think it was with the Black Panthers that was more of like with like SNCC and like more of like the NCAACP type stuff because she was helping do things like sit-ins, you know what I'm saying? All all that type stuff, like being busted and all that type shit. So she was really dealing with like black, black things back in the future. But why like you said back in the future? Back in the past. So when she went back, now she's upset about leaving the man that she loves. So then she goes back to her L.A. home because, you know, she was an actress before all of this stuff even happened, before they went back into the past. She goes back to her home where the key is under the same place. She goes in and it's not her daughter in the bed. And so now she's like, yo. I lost my husband and I lost my daughter because of us going back. We completely screwed up the timeline. So come to find out they don't even exist. But this is what's confusing to me because it's saying that they didn't exist because when now see this now when it comes to value which is Victor now I'll get into that a little later. But Valia, when she went back, she ended up running into this lady who, Sissy, who ended up being, she was her soulmate, basically. So that was another one of the reasons why she didn't want to come back. She didn't want to come back because she finally found someone who accepted her for her and so that's why it was so confusing well not confusing but why it was so hard for her to come back because she didn't want to leave her and she also did not want to leave what's my man name Lester she didn't want to leave Lester and so when when they came back to the present time the one thing that she screwed up at when it comes to um, Valia, she ended up giving Lester's her powers. Well, some of her powers. So, to piggyback off of that point, when Sissy and Lester, they had to keep moving around. Moving and moving and moving and moving and moving because Lester would, he would get upset. Powers would go off and they would have to keep moving because that she didn't want anybody to know that he had these powers. So, 
it showed where they kept moving and moving and moving. And then Cece ended up getting cancer and she ended up dying. Well, what happened was Lester got so upset and so mad that he released his powers. And him and Valya is very strong. Like they get really got the strongest powers in the whole thing. Well, when he freaked out like that, he ended up killing all seven of their mothers. Right? So he killed their mothers before they were born. So they saying that they don't exist. But this is what's confusing. What's confusing to me is Victor, which is value, but Victor is looking through this book. I'm guessing it's a history book. And it's saying like the Kennedy six, I believe, because I think one of I think I think Diego was locked up in that mental facility at the time. So I don't think that he was really involved. Like I said, I did the Umbrella Academy back in all the way back in episode 18. So it's been a while since I've seen the second season. But I think it said the Kennedy six. Because they saying that they were that they went down as the involvement of the Kennedy assassination, and what I'm thinking it is is that version of them in the present time don't exist because the only ones of them that exist is the one that was involved in that Kennedy assassination. That's what I'm thinking it is. Um, that just literally just popped up in my head. So that the version of them that went to jail and got in trouble well at least they was wanted maybe I said they was wanted for the assassination attempt and they took that version of them and put them back in present time but the present time version mothers were killed and they never existed because of Lester when he did that big explosion thing that version of them was murdered because their mothers never had the baby. So I thought that that was a huge and a very dope thing to do. But like I was saying, when they pop back up into present time, Sparrow family's there. And so they got day seven and this seven is being raised by the same father, you know, Mr. Hargraves, but he raised them differently than he did the Umbrella Academy because it's a different version of it. So, this different version of him, he he did it differently than the way that he did the Umbrella Academy. So these these seven are more more skilled, they're more trained, and the Umbrella Academy is really like I mean they a mess. Like <laughs> they're not really a team. Um, they just a family that just kind of got stuck in this house and he kind of treated them like shit trying to prepare them for for a situation where they have to save the world but they're so disorganized that they wasn't as prepared as the Sparrow family but the one thing that the Sparrow family don't have is they don't have they wasn't prepared for things going wrong I think the Umbrella Academy it was so dysfunctional that they found a way to get it done. And I think that the Sparrows, even though they're, they're trained better and all that type of stuff, they wasn't good with adversity. Anytime any adversity happened, they kind of, you know what I'm saying, kind of fell apart. So I like that they picked up exactly where they left off at and they, did, they completely did not get off on the right foot. And when it comes to value victor which now i'm gonna start now that i'm talking about this i'm gonna stay with victor because elliot page formerly known as ellen page you know they, they made their transition and i was wondering how they was gonna do this with the show because i remember when when he first made that transition and they was like at the time the umbrella academy was really kind of the, the only thing that they were doing so I remember seeing the reports that he did what he did and they're like, okay, so what are they going to do with the Umbrella Academy? And so the makers and the directors of the Umbrella Academy is like, yo, we're not recasting. 
they're like, yo, we're gonna we're gonna stick, we're gonna stick with Elliot. You know, they they're a huge part of the show, which they are the main character of the show. Like everything is really surrounded around this character. So they was able to write it in. You know, he went into a barbershop, you know, got the got the shortcut and you know, was telling Allison, like, yo, like this is what I feel like. Like I'm Victor. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like all this type of stuff. So that's when every everybody made the switch. Everybody started calling him Victor. Everybody started calling him he, him, all that type of stuff. So it was dope that they was able to figure it out. They they wrote in some stuff. You, if you watch it, you can see the things that they changed. You could tell the stuff that they put into the script. It was dope for them to do that. Um, you know, it, the the one interesting thing with with Elliot Page is the fact of like. They have a huge catalog, and it was it's one it's one of those things where we never really seen a a a really good actor make a transition in this part of their career. I mean, you got to understand, like this person is like thirty five years old, so to have like hits you know what I'm saying like hits like Juno is a hit you know what I'm saying Inception is like my favorite movie like Inception is in my top three and they had a huge part in that you know X-Men and um, Days of Future like they was in that they was in Flatliners you know what I'm saying like these are like great movies and to do this you know what I'm saying? In the middle of their career, for number one, is very courageous. And it's just one of those things where, which I'm going to get into, you know, later when I get into the Roe versus Wade thing, is the fact of like, it's a teacher moment. It's a thing that when you sit down, you got kids, you explain it to them, which I get more into that. But for they, for them to do that right now, within the last two years, you know, before they started filming this, this third season of uh, Umbrella Academy, I thought it was dope how they ended up doing it. So, Victor is dealing with the whole thing of like, doing the whole transition, and then also wanting really to go back to be with Sissy. And later when they ended up finding out about Lester as a as a grown man now, an old man at this point because, you know, in 63, he was like five maybe. So, he's an old man now. And he came back, you know, he did what he did. Um, he ended up killing two other sparrows. And so, like, there's a whole little thing going on with the sparrows. They, they, the Sparrows think that the Umbrella Academy kidnapped they won, and then they also mad at Umbrella Academy because they think that they were the one that was involved in the killing of two of their people. And they're telling them, like, yo, we don't have, uh, I think his name was Marcus, which was number one. And they're like, yo, we didn't kill them because that dude they with us. And with all of that going on, they just want the briefcase so they can go back. Now, they think is they want to go back and they want to fix the timeline. But I think that if they would have got that suitcase to go back to fix the timeline, I don't think it would have worked for the simple fact of Victor wouldn't have came back. That's number one. And also, when it comes to Allison, I don't think Allison would have came back either. I think that that would have been something that would have threw a whole monkey wrench in the whole thing because they both really loved the life that they had back in 63. So that would have been one thing. And when it comes to Luther, you know, Luther ended up running in the Sloan. She was one of the sparrows. Soon as they saw each other, they fell in love. Like, yo. Yeah, he ended up marrying her, which is kind of crazy because he really only knew her for like a week. And they end up having a whole marriage um, ceremony and all that type shit. But um, but he finally found someone who accepted him for him because you got to understand, like, he got a human face, but he has, like, a whole hairy, like, 
buff body. Like he has a body of like I don't know, like a chimp, uh, like a chimpanzee or something. Like he's hairy as hell. But she accepted him for him. So he ended up falling in love with her, and it was so crazy because they had to deal with she didn't like his family, he didn't like her family, but they loved each other. And then when it was time to like really like battle, like they wouldn't fight because they just could not choose sides because they just really found this attraction with each other so it was dope for somebody like for somebody like Luther to find somebody because Luther you know lived the life of like not being like attractive to other girls for the simple fact that he has this hairy ass body so Diego <laughs> I like Diego um, but Diego he comes back you know him and Lita like they got this whole thing going and Lita just shows up she found a way to come back and now she got this dude little dude with her and he's like yo that's your son come to find out this dude is going around here thinking oh man now i got a son i gotta take care of this little dude all this type shit and this dude <laughs> finds out probably like i don't know maybe like seven episodes in that the little dude ain't even his son she ended up bringing him with her because she went back into a totally separate timeline. She went back to Berlin where they was breaking down the wall. You know what I'm saying? If y'all, you know what I'm saying? If y'all know your history, the whole thing of like East Berlin and like regular Berlin, all the type of shit, they built the wall. And, and you know, um, I forget what year it was, but they, um, they passed something where they knocked the wall down. So she found one of those suitcases in the wall and that's how she was able to jump into time and all this type of shit but while she was back there she started playing in this band with this girl and then the lead singer just left left the little boy so she was like yo do you want to go to miracle with me and basically fuck with my friend she's talking about diego so when she came back with diego well not with diego but with the little kid say yo this is your son take care of him for a while so she was just doing all this to fuck with him and then come then she ended up getting pregnant for real and now they have to make this whole decision of like kind of like raising their family. So the other thing that's really wild about them going back to the Sparrow family was Ben. Now, if you watch the first two seasons, Ben died. So it was only six of the Umbrella Academy. And now that I say that, that thing could have said the Kennedy five or six one of them. I can't remember anyway so Ben died in a regular timeline but then Ben shows back up and he's a sparrow but he don't know who they are and he's like yo who's this Ben person y'all talking about like I don't know what y'all talking about so I'm guessing with Ben dying before they had went back to go save the world and all that type shit i guess somehow being resurfaced and they just really brought him back so that was one of the things that they ended up adding to the season was the whole thing of like being is being but he's really not being um when it comes to number five i like number five number five is really the only mature person in this whole damn thing um but you also got to understand five when five went back in season one because he ended up jumping back in the time of season one and come back in like a teenage body but he's really a grown-ass man like he's like like in the mind he's really like like 50 or 60 years old but he's in the body of like a 15 17 year old person so he's very advanced in the mind he was already a smart dude anyway but with that smartness he adds his wisdom because he's he's lived a whole life you know what i'm saying and now he's living another life in a teenage body so like there are scenes in the movies where where ben and diego was going at it he was like yo when y'all done being macho guys let's can we have an adult conversation right he would always throw in like that really slick shit of like yo we all stop being tough guys and, and let's talk and figure this out. Like five was like that type of guy, but five was also the person 
that strategized things. He was the person who really sat back and was like, yo, if we do this and do this, we can fix things. So that's what I really liked about Five the most was the fact that he was able to kind of really put everybody on the same page to, to try to figure things out. Um, Klaus, you know, Klaus had ended up, you know, like I said, he was the person that when he went back, he started a cult. And Klaus was really just trying to find, really find his way. And Klaus was one of the people who Mr. Hargraves had used to put, like him in one of like those grave things. I forget what they call them. And like, because Klaus couldn't die. And Klaus was afraid of the ghost that he was seeing. And Mr. Hargrave thought that if he locked him in there with them, that he would figure out his powers. But he was so afraid of them, he never would. So when he came back, he got with his father and was like, yo, like, you know, I need you to help me type of thing. And so he ended up getting a, I don't want to call it a great report because he ended up kind of really fucking him over. The father did. But anyway, he found a way to help him not be afraid of the ghost. It's kind of like what it reminded me of was the sixth cent. Like the sixth cent, the little kid was afraid of these ghosts that was coming back to him. And when Bruce Willis was talking to him, like, yo, maybe they're coming to you. Maybe they're not here to scare you. Maybe they're not here to hurt you, but they're here because they need your help. And then once he finally sat down and talked to these ghosts, they had things that they needed to reveal so that they could go into the afterlife, basically. So this was the thing with Klaus. Like Klaus actually had to sit down and accept these ghosts because these ghosts could end up being helpful to him. And the ghosts were the things that could help, like basically help him use his powers. He ended up using it with, uh, not Lester, uh, he ended up using it with Luther because Luther ended up dying. It's a whole nother thing. But he ended up dying and he ended up bringing him back to help them defeat their father. So that was the whole thing. So now the thing about Klaus is he could take people who are dead and bring them back for things that he needs. And, and instead of him being scared of them, now he can use them. That was the whole thing with Klaus. So that was dope on how they did that. I thought that this season was a really good season. Um, they threw a lot of comedic things in there. I think that the one great thing about the Umbrella Academy is, is it's one of those shows where it's, it's really, really different. Um, and what they're starting to do with a lot of these shows nowadays is they're giving you the different versions of superheroes. They're giving you the, the heroes with the flaws. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you watch the boys, like, you're seeing, like, this is just heroes that are just assholes. But when it comes to the Umbrella Academy, this is just a dysfunctional family that got powers and they just come together at the right time to try to figure these things out but overall I thought it was good I think um, Netflix got another one with this one I think that when it comes to you know obviously the hits man when it comes to you know Stranger Things when it comes to um, what's my joint Ozark you know Orange is the New Black like they got they got some smashes. Um, Netflix really got some smashes. And I think that, you know, with this third season, with this follow-up, because I, th I thought the first season was cool. The second season was great. Like, I loved the second season. And for them to follow up in the way that they followed up, I thought it was really good. So I'm not mad at the Umbrella Academy for being able to pull this off. I think that it was, I think it's a really, really good show. Um, you can get some good laughs in. Um, they, they do got some emotional moments in there, but I will give you a little bit of advice. Allison is, 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 is not the most like character this season because, but I think it's because she dealt with the things that she had to deal with. 
you know, losing the guy that she loved, losing the daughter that she had was, you know, it was tough for her. And her and Victor, they, they clashed the whole season. They, I mean, the whole season they clashed. And it was because she was dealing with, she let her emotions take over. And what I thought was interesting, and I don't know, I haven't heard anything yet. It may be too soon. I don't know if they're going to be coming back with the fourth season. I haven't seen anything yet. But it's going to be interesting for the simple fact of when they came back after slaying the the, the seven things or whatever the hell them damn things were that they had to kill. When they came back to the present time, none of them had their powers. Like to the point where Lester didn't have the big buff hairy body anymore. Like he was just a regular guy. So it's going to be interesting if they do come back with another season. Like, are they going to just live their regular lives or are they going to try to get their powers back? You know, get with five or, you know, five figure out like, yo, I need to do this, 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 and we can get our powers back. So that's going to be an interesting thing to see if they do come back. If they end the season, if they end the Umbrella Academy, I think that it's like, okay, I, I see where it is now. Like, I'm fine with, like, I'm fine with it not coming back, but I wouldn't be mad if they did because I'd watch it just to see what they end up coming up with because I thought that the, the writers and the directors were very creative. Like I said, I like what they end up doing with Victor, you know what I'm saying, or Elliot Page. So that was dope. So I'm going to get into my second subject matter today. And that is Roe versus Wade. And she wasn't under a rock. So it basically overturned the decision. The Supreme Court overturned the decision. And we're going to be real about this. And I'm going to try not to say, you know, I'm going to try to do use the song most, not all thing. But I think it's fucked up, but there's a lot of fucked up things. There's a lot of things that are that are terrible uh, decision making when it comes to this country. You know, the fact that they even had to put this in place. Um, but we know why. There's a reason for everything. You know, even when it comes down to, you know, loving versus, you know what I'm saying, the state of Virginia with the whole interracial marriage thing. Um, the fact that we even that that was even a law that you could marry somebody you know outside of your race. Um, you know, I spoke on you know the Thirteenth Amendment. You know, I'm saying the Fourteenth and Fifteenth Amendment. Um, how it was worded and all that type shit. When it comes to the Second Amendment, I mean the Constitution as a whole. I mean, really, it's really a trash ass thing. It's it's outdated. And the fact that so many things even had to become law is the one crazy part. And I definitely think it's wrong. Um, my whole thing is you would think, why are y'all so obsessed with making decisions for women? And the whole thing of women not being able to get an abortion if they want to in the state that they live in. My whole stance on this and it's never going to change is the fact that it's none of anybody's fucking business. I think it's a personal thing that someone deal with within themselves and if they want other people to know about it, they can let you know. But the whole fact of the government being involved in if women can go and get an abortion if they want to get one is ludicrous and the thing is it's just the fact of it's another sign of white supremacy that's all it is and that I think it's Senator or whatever, that damn lady that made that speech over the weekend in front of Trump. 
just the blatantness of like putting the stuff out in your face I'm saying like yo like this is a victory for white lives really think about that because what I mean by putting it in your face is like the whole thing of like the confederate flag and shit they'll plaster it on buildings they'll name schools after traitors and people that committed treason and most of all losers but they'll throw it in your face they'll put statues of Robert E. Lee they'll name schools Robert E. Lee and all this type shit they'll put the flag on state buildings they named the old Miss mascot the Rebels. You know what I'm saying to honor those 100 students who who joined the Confederates and fought in Gettysburg and got their ass whooped. And so they named their school mascot the Rebels to honor them. And to go out and say that this is a victory for white lives. This is things that if you pay attention, it's things that you already know. It's, it's things that I already knew. Because the whole thing of stopping women from getting abortions is really that they just want to stop their own kind, which in white women to stop getting abortions. They want white women to stop getting abortions for the simple fact that they want them to have more white babies. Because 60% of white women is the population that are getting the most, obviously if they're 60, getting the most abortions. And what they want to do is they want to get their numbers up. Because since they say around 2004 to 2045 that white people will be the minority in this country. So they're like, we have to do everything in our power to not become that because we don't want to be treated as minority right so what do they do when it comes to abortion clinics they're mostly are not in a white community they're mostly in a black community because they have facility um not facility but um fertility clinics in the white neighborhoods because they're trying to tell you, we don't give a damn about these babies, but we want more of these. You know, look at the Mormons. How many black Mormons you know? You don't know none, right? What do they allow you to do in that religion? They have multiple wives. There are countless documentaries. I need to watch that new one, um, Serving the Bay, whatever it's called. I need to watch that joint. Where they'll sit there and allow you to have, you know, 20, 20 wives impregnate girls that are 12, 13, 14, 15 years old because they want they want them to keep having babies. Like the whole thing of that is to keep having white babies. Then you look at stuff like Our Father where all of these white women was going to these clinics trying to have babies and this dude was having his own babies and then this is what they do. The kickback is always religion. Well, our religion say this. Our religion say that. Religion is the one thing that they throw in your face to get a point across. That they know is dumb as hell, but we know we can get people to fall for it if we throw religion at them. They use religion for slavery. They use religion for Jim Crow my whole thing is you want to say it's none of your business but they make it their business because of the whole thing of we need to keep our numbers up because we need to remain in power now with me saying this obviously I'm not talking about everybody but there is a large group of people of that race that feels this way. The whole thing of like, you know what I'm saying? Inside the fetus, you are the most important thing. But when you come out, we don't give a shit about you. Because this is the thing. 
even though they want most of them want the white numbers to go up this is the same thing of the example that I love to use is when you think back to the Civil War where there were white people fighting for the right of rich white people to keep their slaves when they were broke they were poor they didn't have nothing and then when they if they survived when they went back to their lives they had nothing and they fought for the rights for them to stay rich so the poor white people that are forced to have these babies and remember they they included incest they included rape victims all that type shit said that y'all have to have these babies if you couldn't afford it then you're not going to be especially be able to afford it now the whole reason of getting the abortion is to yo this is not the time this was a mistake like that's what it really is like they're not giving you the ability to make a mistake we got insurance you get in a car accident you didn't do it on purpose it was a mistake the whole reason I have a car insurance the whole reason of having these clinics if you make a mistake and you don't want to bring this baby into the world because for number one carrying a baby and giving it for adoption the two things with that is for number one I'm not going to force someone to put their body through that if they don't want to keep the baby and the second thing is when it comes to kids in foster care there aren't a lot of great outcomes there are some but there are also some that go through shit like Anquan Fisher if you go watch that movie so this whole thing of trying to get the numbers up no matter what the cost is and you also got to understand, like, even when it comes to white women, that's why I say it's not all. When you go back and you look at the fights that the women's went through in the 70s, because you got to understand, women didn't have rights up until the 70s to, to more. Laws got passed. Women couldn't get scholarships. Women couldn't get certain jobs. They didn't have equal pay. Like they couldn't do just the regular fundamental things that women are afforded to do nowadays. Like they didn't get that until the 70s. So, and then, and then look at it this way. The Civil Rights and the Voters Act was in the 60s, 64 and 65. And women didn't get their rights until like the mid-70s. So, women are always being shitted on. But there are some women, for me to make to make the full circle of the point I was trying to make when there were women it's like yo we, we don't want equal treatment we like sitting at home ironing clothes and washing clothes we don't want to get jobs where we make money we don't want to have scholarships you know how wild that sound where you don't want to further your education because you want to sit in the house and now, now if you want to sit back and raise kids that is completely fine if your husband makes the money be able to afford you that lifestyle I'm not mad at you but there are some women who want and strive to do these things and you're taking that ability away from them I'm talking about before the 70s so they couldn't do it because they wasn't allowed to I think this bro versus Wade thing man there's a, there's a bigger picture and using this whole religion I think people get too caught up in that man I mean I'm going to be honest with you like it's just it's, it's, it's way too much it's way too much man uh, for people to get duped the way that they get duped I'm, I'm sorry if, if I defend you offended you I mean it really kind of is what it is but it's just like people get so duped about it man like the whole <clears throat> whole gay conversation like I was talking about Elliot Page and I seen someone post something today talking about, you know, stop trying to push this 
you know, this gay agenda on my child and this and that and this and that and all this type of stuff. And I'm like, yo, it's a teaching moment, yo. You sit your child down and you explain it to him, yo. There were some people that were born, they like the same sex. There are some people that were born, let's say they was a boy, they feel like a girl. Now, this is what they say. We have to take their word for it. And what they end up doing is there are surgeries out there that can reverse that for you and vice versa, right? It's not that damn complicated. And if a child have more questions, it's up to you as an adult to give them answers. And another reason why I always thought it was so weird why people just think that people just like they want to be gay or feel like another sex. Like for them to go through the shit that they have to go through. For them to be confused. Like, I don't think they want to be confused. I don't think that, you know, in a lot of cases that they necessarily want to be gay for the simple fact of look at what they have to go through. You know, the whole thing of like some parents would disown you. Some parents would, would throw you out your house. People would give you strange looks. I mean, this shit goes back before, you know what I'm saying, the beginning of time. You know, you can go back to the times of King Henry VIII, you know what I'm saying, when he passed away and his daughter Mary took over. Mary had the, she had the, uh, she had her arranged marriage. If I'm not mistaken, I think she married a French guy. And that guy was gay. Like in their quarters, he had his own bedroom. And I know this because I watched the documentary, y'all. I've I, I seen a lot of shit about this shit. But anyway, his whole room above his bed had paintings of naked men above his bed, all on the ceiling. So my man was straight up gay. And back in those times, if people found out that you was gay, you were dead. Like, they would hang you. They would behead you. They would burn you. Who would put themselves through that shit just to, just to do it? Oh man, I, I'm just gonna say that I'm gay so so they can you know torture me and do all of these things to me. That's why I've always believed like yo, if they feel this way, they feel this way. It just it it is what it is. My thing is why you care so much? Why is that gay marriage law? Why? It's they fucking business. But the reason there is one. It's because you can't reproduce with the same sex. So the whole thing ain't got nothing to do but with white supremacy. We want white men to be with white girls so they can have white babies. So we can keep power. So we can keep this whole thing going of us running this country and running the world. That's all this shit got to do with and a lot of us are just caught in the middle and we're caught in the crossfires and we have to sit back and take this shit as a bystander and just try to support because in reverse we need that same support when it comes to black people being gunned down in the streets our voting rights getting taken away now they're talking about revisiting brown versus board of education all I'm saying is keep your eyes open. I'm not here to offend anybody. I'm here to give my opinion on how I feel. I do not believe in exclusion because I'm a black person. I know what it's like to be excluded from things. And the shit ain't fun. It's not fun to have, you know what I'm saying, rest in peace to the guy, but an ex-father-in-law who didn't tell the people that he worked with for over 30 years that he had grandkids and his daughter was married because I'm black and his grandkids were mixed. Like, I've been there. Like, I know what it's like for somebody to not like you because of your race. I've been threatened because of my race. So, if you feel the way that someone like Elliot Page felt and did what they needed to do, it's your prerogative. You got one life to live. Do what makes you happy. That's just as easy as saying to a kid, 
treat people the way you want to be treated. It's that fucking simple. But to have grown ass people to make these decisions the way that they're making them, it is a damn shame. And it sucks that some of us have to raise our kids amongst these type people. It's sad. But what you have to do is you have to make make the best of it. Try to educate them the right way. Because like I say, they're trying to they're trying to take away this whole race theory thing because they don't want them to feel bad because they're white and all this type stuff. It's like, yo, if your ancestors didn't do what they did, then they wouldn't have to deal with this shit. But you know what? You can take it out of schools. The problem is, there's the internet. That's what it didn't account for. You can take it out of the books, but you also have to, as a parent, you have to sit these kids down. You have to explain to them. And the sad part about that is there are people who are training their kids to hate people because of their race. That's the that's the kickback. That's the bad part. But I'm starting to ramble. Um, I just want to say that I am against the decision. And I feel that women should be able to do what they feel they need to do. And that's all it is to it. Um, but with that being said, um, you know, shout out to my guy, uh, Casey, the music that y'all hear in the background. Um, I appreciate that dude for uh, for everything that he do when it comes to this podcast, when it comes to the music for this podcast, supporting this podcast, sharing this podcast. I appreciate my guy. Uh, shout out to Scoots Bronson. That I do the views anonymous with. Um, we just put out an episode. We did a, a appreciation episode on Wood Harris. So go check that out. It's on all major platforms. It was released this weekend. Um, you know, shout out to JD. Shout out to uh, C. Shout out to E. Carter. You know what I'm saying? They just dropped the episode of uh, first class podcast CJE Carter so go check that out it's on all major platforms and um, that's all I got for y'all man for episode 91 um, I appreciate everybody's support you know follow me on on Instagram at, at s.foster and that's also on Twitter also follow the tw- at 28 minutes or less pod that's just on IG um trying to think is there anything else i think that's all i got this week so thank y'all for supporting the podcast man rate subscribe um leave a review on apple Podcasts. um i would love to know what you think about this episode and until the next time your boy is out